0: Horror at the Store is sponsored by FYE. You can check them out in-store or at FYE.com for some of the coolest horror merch you can find. Guys, welcome to a special edition of Horror at the Store. I am your host, Katie Hattenbach. Again, didn't stutter. Let's go. Amazing. I have a stutter. So... It's always exciting when I don't stutter on my name. Um, We have an amazing human here today. He is a comedian and an actor. You may know him from a few films. Uh, Max Keeble's Big Move, Son of the Mask, Romeo and Juliet, um, Balaboo's Was Wanted, and a little tiny film you may know, Scream. Give it up for Jamie Kennedy.
1: How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me. I I love your shirt.
0: Thank you. I I love this movie is one of my favorite movies, so it's honestly very surreal to be talking to you right now.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you?
0: I'm 25. 20. I'm 24 turning 25 this year.
1: So you're 20 you're 24. Yeah. And is the movie so it came out before you were born?
0: 96, correct.
1: And When's the first time you saw it?
0: Um, the first time I saw it, I think, was in elementary school. That's young. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they showed me, like, my parents showed me Austin Powers, South Park, really young age. Okay. So they're like, we're just going to destroy you quickly. <laughs> and I, I I, actually, I think I watched Scream 4 first on YouTube because it was free Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is interesting i'm like i should probably go back and watch the original and i was like oh my god this is amazing this is such a great like iconic film
1: so this is a moment for you this is a moment for me because you're a scream head
0: i am i everyone who knows me knows that scream is my movie they whenever i'm like do you want to watch a movie i'm like are we watching scream is that what we're doing is that like I am the type of person who, like, I've seen every documentary about it. I, you know, will talk during the film and be like, this is what happened in this moment in this. So to be here with you and to hear even more uh, behind the scenes and all your fun stories is, it's awesome. I'm excited. Well,
1: thank you. That's really, that's really very cool of you. Yeah. You probably know more about it than I do.
0: <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But um, what, how did you get handed the script like what? What and like? How did that go about when you first were auditioning? And like,
1: what were your thoughts on it? Can you hear me if I sit like this? Uh,
2: yeah, just turn the mic a little straighter. Man, I gotta <laughs> do this. I'm <laughs>
1: comfortable. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're doing this interview in the basement. Yes. Of the comedy store. Um, because a lot of people don't realize that I well, I started as an extra. mm Hmm. And then moved to LA, literally just to do extra work. And I was like, this is cool, warm weather. Yeah. You know, I always had like fame in my eyes, but like, you know, I had no idea what I was gonna do. Yeah. And then back in the late 80s, early 90s, it was so different. You had to submit and try to get a headshot to an agent. Mm -hmm. And so you would do that and you would wait and then we just have all this time and have all this crazy energy so that's how I started doing open mic comedies
2: mm-hmm.
1: at 19 and then people are like you should you know keep doing comedy so that's how I really started I really wanted to be an actor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I would do the potluck here and do every place and a lot of a lot of hipster coffee houses before there were like rooms but it yeah. was mostly poetry like early indigo girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um you know, performance art and a few of us as comedians. There wasn't a ton of us. Mm-hmm. And did that for many years trying to get spots and then I uh, it's a backstory what I want to tell you because we're here is that my girlfriend at the time, Jenica Berger, who mm-hmm. was in here, she was very in the store, mm-hmm. got me a spot which helped me Get a meeting which helped me get an agent right out of here
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then that agent started sending me auditions Ooh. and then long story short started getting commercials started getting stuff after a long struggle so scream was one of these it's really like if you ever listen to stories about seinfeld or anything that you kind of really like and in, mm-hmm. in hollywood it was made by it like away like almost by mistake or luck Mm -hmm. because they had no idea you have to understand as Miramax was making all these oscar movies they said we have to make more money so they opened up a genre label where they're going to do raunchy comedies and horror Mm -hmm. so they made this other label called dimension and we were the second movie that they greenlit the first one was dust till dawn with quentin tarantino and george clooney Mm -hmm. and so the budget was like 10 million bucks and they did you know, they had one star, Courtney, mm-hmm. and then everyone else was like up and coming. Yeah, and so Nev was on a show called Party of Five. Skeet was in a movie called The Craft,
0: it's
1: And so great movie,
0: such a good movie.
1: Matthew was in Serial Mom. He was getting known as an actor. Rose was an indie darling. So there was different things, you know. um... And I was really unknown. I was like this guy who was like an unknown beginning stand up comedian. Yeah. But I had a lot of commercials. Yeah. And so yeah. I auditioned my face off. And uh I don't know how it is for you guys now, but like I the third audition I was Met Wes. Oh my god. And
0: which is like that's normally what I've heard I I've I've I haven't gotten a call back yet, but one day. Um but Normally what happens is like you, it takes like five to seven to even like meet the director now.
1: It depends, but where you're at, but like, you know, usually start with the assistant. The assistant likes you. Mm -hmm. Then you meet the casting director. The casting director likes you. They'll bring you back sometimes for the producers or the right to director. Mm -hmm. It can be two to three, sometimes four. But meeting him, the casting director, Lisa Beach, I owe you my career. (laughs) And she brought me in the West right away. I auditioned, and he told me it was really good, and I was like, okay, but you never know, and yeah. you, you, you don't know people being nice.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, are you are you saying that, or is it, you know, do you actually mean that? Also, is this, you still had pink hair at the well, time? Well, no,
1: so then I get it, I go, okay. I get, I get a good feedback, and I had nothing, I just had a, I had like a, you know what rallies is? Yeah. Did a hamburger commercial, I had mm-hmm. an El Pollo Local mm-hmm. commercial. So, and all these things came out of comedy clubs, this being one of them, meaning like I was able to get, people would come to clubs and say, hey, you should come in for, and read, which was was beauty of comedy clubs. Um, So, I had, all of a sudden, after that audition, I got a guest spot on a TV show in the WB that led to a guest spot on Ellen before she came out, Mm -hmm. Um, and she had her own show. And then uh, I started getting like little guest spots. At the same time, I had auditioned for Romeo and Juliet like two months before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they kept saying, you're not dead. You're not dead. You're not dead. And then long story short, I got that. <laughs> so I got that. Had two or three auditions and scream. Mm-hmm. Started filming the movie. Came back for a screen test from filming Romeo and Juliet on a weekend. Flew myself back. Pink hair. And they're like, what's up with you? <laughs> and I'm like, this? And they're like, yes, your yeah, hair. Where's pink? What, the producer, hair? Marianne, on her fingers, because your hair, <laughs> it's pink. But <laughs> by the way, I was early MGK, like, yes. I was 30 years ahead.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like,
1: look, it's for a movie, Romeo and Juliet. Here's the press release. I go, it's Leo. Do you know Leo? He's a b-. Leo. Didn't do his Titanic yet. Yeah, but in town, everyone loved him, mm-hmm. and so they knew. And I'm like, it's Leo's next movie with Claire. And I was another movie I was auditioning for the same day called The Past with John Leguizamo, and mm-hmm. he was also Romeo and Juliet. So I screen tested for The Past in the morning, and I screen tested for Scream in the afternoon. Oh my god. Yes, I did not get The Past. And I did good on screen. I flew back, and then they said that they really like Jason Lee. And they said, you're awesome, but the studio doesn't think you have enough credits. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and I saw Breckin Meyer, and they were like, they really like Breckin. And Breckin had gotten clueless, and I went pretty far on clueless. I didn't get that role. So, like, there was a group of us, you know, Seth Green, mm-hmm. that would go out for these— these types of movies and uh the law is too much i'll take you 10 hours to tell you everything <laughs> but basically wes craven made my career him and the producers said listen you got a lot of names sometimes you take a chance this guy is the role yeah so i was every day romeo and juliet my agent would call me for like a week and there was like 10 actors and nine and eight and like the literally like by the 10th day they're like you got a baby it literally it was like a call like you got it baby and i was like in mexico looking at a statue of guadalupe literally having a margarita like at the end of my work day and i was like and she's like you got it baby and i was like, what? like was, yeah
0: <laughs> that's amazing i've
1: but it was a process a huge process and i was very lucky
0: yeah i i feel like with scream everything like there were a lot of those moments where it's like this almost didn't happen or this person almost didn't get cast or this almost because like even wes was like gonna pass on the script, and his his assistant was like, "You need to do this," and it was his assistant, Julie.
1: That, yeah, that convinced. Who's legends?
0: Um, and that's like that's crazy to me that like this.
1: Do you know all the different machinations? I'm sure you do. So Drew was originally offered Sydney. Yes, <laughs> which was brilliant that she didn't do it. Yeah. but at that time she was doing so many movies.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean it. That was such a good call on her part, and everyone was like, I don't know if it's going to work, but they're like, that made the movie.
1: Do you know who originally also they were talking about for Gail? Besides, obviously it's Courtney, and it's only Courtney, but there are rumors that they were talking to someone else.
0: I don't know that one.
1: Janine Garofalo.
0: Okay. I know that... uh, Oh, wow.
1: Interesting, right? Interesting. Interesting.
0: I know that David Arquette wanted to be...
1: David originally was
0: going to be Billy. He
1: wanted to be Billy. And so did Matt. S- and Matt, Matt wanted to be originally read for Billy. Uh, I always just read for my role. I thought yeah. that was the role for me. Rose, I think it was, I don't know. Rose, I think was always rose. But there was, yeah, there was a lot of little back and forth. And, and Wes, to get him was like, it was crazy how it happened. And And we got, they, I mean, they got him and as soon as they got him, that's when we all started taking these meetings. But when we were reading in the beginning, it was like a, you know, a horror movie. Yeah. When he got on, it became a.
0: Like an actual thing. That's amazing. And how was it? I mean, you've answered this probably thousands of times, but working with Wes Craven, what was that like? What, what, what stories, wisdom did he pass down to you?
1: Um. It's so much, it's, uh, it, you have to understand, I was like, a, I was super, I turned, I think I turned 26 during the movie, I was 25,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right around where you are, mm-hmm. and I was, we shot the movie up in a place called Heelsburg, which is uh, Santa Rosa, which is basically wine yeah. country. I never really drank wine or anything. So we were making this crazy movie, mm-hmm. but it was contained, and it became like this little family. Mm-hmm. But, and we were, like, killing each other and screaming and running. Mm -hmm. But then at night, we'd have these beautiful Italian dinners, bottles of wine.
0: That's awesome. You
1: know, sometimes smoke a little something. Yeah. And it was really artistic. Like, I equate it to, like, making a movie in the 60s, you know, when you listen to, like, Jack you know not to you know jack Nicholson not to be an a-hole but like if you if i was lucky i've heard some stories from him and dennis hopper like how it was like a community and they just made a movie as they were doing it and they Mm -hmm. still live their lives and i didn't know anything about that i would do my lines go back to my room and hide and after i got a couple scenes in they were like come to our dinners and i was like i gotta know my lines Like just come and so i was you know I didn't. I was scared. I didn't want to mess up. But yeah. So then, once I started doing it, they they really took the pressure off. And so Wes was like the guy to really make you feel that you couldn't fail. Yeah, he didn't. He really wanted you to be the best version of yourself.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's Amazing. it's it's you know I see how it's affecting. You. It affects me thinking about it because yeah. when you do TV, TV is run by so many scared people. Mm-hmm. And they're so scared of losing their job. And I always tell people, like, when they work with me and stuff, I don't give a shit if you fuck up. Yeah. Fuck up all day. But I got to know, at least you tried what you thought was right. Yeah. I get so pissed when people try to predict this mistake they don't want to make so they don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. If we did that, we would never get a new joke. Exactly. That's how you get better. You try and you bomb. Yeah. And so there wasn't really any failure. It was trying. And it was like, try this or try that. And at the beginning of my career, I can tell you like eight or nine directors I worked with that were like that. And coming from doing some TV where literally people are like, you're holding the hamburger wrong.
2: <laughs> Hold
1: it a court." Like they're so crazy about yeah. it. But yet this and the lineage of time will last and those things won't. So all I can say is he's a true artist and I was lucky to get in that like. 90s Hollywood was 60s Hollywood. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah. This, if the 60s were smoke weed, make a movie, disrupt the system, yeah. and all these guys became stars, and that's how we felt. We, we were this band, like a lot of people that you like. We all knew each other. We all lived by Beechwood or you know by Fairfax, and we all rented rooms. And you know, Brad Pitt was ahead of us in a class, but he was also like had a little bungalow in the hills, and it was like you would see people around at coffee shops.
0: Yeah, it, you just would be like everyone was like not – I mean, everyone was like known, but like we were, it was up and coming. We were
1: up and coming. There was no attitude. MTV would like love us, so they would put you on to promote stuff, and mm-hmm. you would know those producers and the young uh, girls that come out of UCLA that started becoming executives, and it wasn't – it was fun. Yeah. And the youth was starting to run Hollywood, but but – they were – because we, there was like, – Sarah Michelle Gellar, I, I say, really started it with Buffy. Mm-hmm. She really started young – the WB started this programming of youthful kids because when I was growing up, I didn't have that. I had Columbo. I never had people on TV my age. I watched The Tonight Show. I watched yeah. – I watched Joan Rivers. And so it was beautiful. And, and – um, movie it's just different now because movies were eight nine million dollar so yeah there would be more of them so yeah. you would read you know paulie was doing biodome and jury duty it was just a magical time of less judgment and more try
0: <laughs> yes if that makes sense <laughs> it does make a lot of sense that's that's fascinating that's so cool i i'm a big i love how you're <laughs> right
1: now you remind me of a, a, a girl at a con you go to cons uh
0: you could i i i we 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 actually have
1: you should have gone gone to pasadena this summer (laughs) we had a monster mania i
0: wanted to go really badly i i yeah yeah. i because i i saw you uh skeet and matt were there Mm -hmm. and i was like i want to meet them all i mean i actually have fun fact i actually have met you once before at um the the laugh factory uh one of my friends uh did a show there with you
1: okay um, so who's your friend
0: um uh, becca ward
1: becca okay oh becca yeah, yeah. i love becca yeah. from uh the, she's at the chateau yes okay yeah all right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so but that's yeah I, I i saw you and i was, was like quickie i was like hi i was like i want to like i was <laughs> like i don't want to bother you but a big fan, big big fan of your work sir <laughs>
1: do i freak you out because no. i forget that
0: no, it's, 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 I, I've worked on sets for a long time now, two years, but I mean, when you've, when you've done, like, I've worked with everyone now, but it's like, yeah, it's, you're just a person, but it's also like,
1: you see, for the you're, first you're, time, you're in my,
0: you're in my, like, all-time favorite movie. so I was like, I'm, I'm talking to Jamie Kennedy, that's wild, I'm talking to, did you really put our liver in a mailbox next to our spleen, <laughs> like, that's like yeah that's 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 you the i the iconic green shoes and
2: well
1: thank you i no i get it when you meet somebody for the first time that really affected you yeah it's a bizarre thing it's I've, wild. I've had that myself yeah so but i forget <laughs> because i'm just like rolled out of bed and he's like come to the basement of the store you like i'll be there yeah i got you
0: you're like it's no big deal but yeah this is no it's awesome um yeah oh also w- would you ever dye your hair pink again
1: uh for what i have left yeah i should, you should um do it. i think you should do it first. it's funny because mgk really is biting my style a little bit <laughs> like i i love the guy but like there is a lot of people that are taking pictures and putting them side by side
2: yeah
1: and um it's just another thing it was just wild to do and i just was like when we were doing that movie it was like again like my first real part and mm-hmm. um Baz was just the greatest guy, and he's just, again, a young... Wait, in Romeo? In oh, Romeo. That was your first... That was my first... I got a movie called The Road to Flin Flan. shout out, and it was I had, it was at the Laugh Factory. A casting director was there. Okay. He just came up to me and said, I want you to read for this part. I can't tell you how many jobs I've gotten out of comedy clubs. It's crazy. And so it's good mojo. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went, and I read a bunch of times, and I got my first role in an indie mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just a teeny bit of enough tape to send to casting directors, my agent did, and then that, Romeo was my first, like, studio movie, but I had done one little indie before. But I didn't wasn't on a set like that or anything. So when I was down there, Baz is like, it's going to be colors, it's going to be bright and wild and (laughs) and fucking wild, this and that. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, Leo's blonde and Harold he's got the dreads and Dash he's got his orange hair I'm like pink
0: You're like done
1: and Baz looked at me and he's like yeah <laughs> yeah I like that yeah and he was like so game in my shirt yeah and the, like the, the wardrobe woman would come and in the set decorator I mean they would look at you and it was like how would we place within these motifs you mm-hmm. know like that's what Baz makes he makes these beautiful motifs and um, the pink just worked and it was like perfect backdrop to Leo and Claire and uh, it was incredible. So that the, but it really stuck like it's really now I see it on shirts. Oh, I yeah. see it. That's it's what's cool. It's like I've kind of gotten comfortable in the sense that I'm now a thing and I don't really have to work. I <laughs> I like to work, but it's like I don't have to stress sometimes because I'm like I've done it.
0: Yeah, you're on, you're on shirts.
1: Yeah, I, I have. Is
0: that is that weird to see yourself on shirts? Like, I like the first time you saw yourself on a like a t-shirt, or like you're at a con and someone was like, "Oh, you're Randy from Scream, or you're from Romeo and Juliet, or like whatever." They're like, "Where is that? Was that weird?"
1: Um, it's exhilarating, mm-hmm. and you're like. Wow, I, I like hard work has paid off. It The fact that it didn't really happen right away when things were happening, I think is better for me because it didn't it wasn't like we came out and we were Twilight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Twilight was like, if you look at the premiere, I went to him and Kristen Stewart was like this young actress from like Indie Darling to like,
0: yeah, it just blew up.
1: And it was like, that's intense. Yeah. We were this little baby that could, just like Romeo and Juliet, we were this little baby that could.
0: Yeah. And, and this, then over time, it just
1: like. Yeah. So it helped yeah. me. So I'm actually was pretty comfortable like with it and really just grateful. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And now scream with the new, like, I just was driving. And I saw this billboard for Wednesday and I'm looking at Jen Ortega and I'm like, she's just propelling scream even more.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. She's amazing.
1: Amazing. And I'm like that, like, I want to like thank her cause it's like, it's giving me new life and yeah. it's like just that is connected to Wednesday and 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 scream when the new one came out mm-hmm. it was just and, and the directors are so amazing and they, they just reinvigorated new life
2: yeah
1: so now it's on serials it's on keychains people send me stuff from all over the world it's Italian posters and it's wild and there's a whole there's new go there's have you ever heard of Bimbo Ghostface?
0: I have not. Is it, that like a porn? No, <laughs> <laughs> no Bimbo Ghostface. Well, ghost I mean, I'm pretty sure they there is there is a lot of. Well,
1: Ghostface ghost face was one way, but now yeah. Ghostface <laughs> is non-binary. Ghostface yeah. is trans. ghost oh, face, the amazing. masks are so many different. Oh, colors. Amazing. But Bimbo Ghostface is one where like it's like half Swarovski crystals. Oh, and it's usually an attractive female. With the knife.
0: Okay, okay,
1: I have seen and that, And they yeah. and that's a called Bimbo Ghostface. So but that's amazing. Yeah, and there's Gay Face. And there's so <laughs> many different and it's <laughs> it's amazing. So it's like Ghostface they've acting making it lovable. They're yeah. making Ghostface lovable. And it, it isn't just a him, like I I thought it was, but now different killers have been female. Yeah. So that's why I think Ghostface will forever keep going because it's not one thing. Ghostface is everyone who inhabits it.
0: Mm-hmm wow that was deep that was good that was really good
1: (laughs) i've thought about that recently and that's why it's empowered by the people yeah oh that's good
2: i have a question for you Mm. uh so after screen after the initial scream blew up you that's when people realized part of the fun was not knowing who the killer was i think the first one was a surprise to everybody just in the way they did it after that, it was like, okay, now we need to hide it from the cast. Did you get the full script of the original scream or did, or did you get pieces like they were doing in the sequels after that? Um,
1: no, we, well, so we got the movie and I talk about this all on my YouTube. I do these things called how I got cast and Mm -hmm. they talk about behind the scenes. So I have a whole scream two video too, but, um, let see. Night, we, I had, Done a bunch of stuff. I started getting stuff. We started having success with Scream and I had like my second or third serious girlfriend at that time. And so I was like, I started making a little money. So I went to a place called Tulum, Mm -hmm. which people love now, but at the time it wasn't an Instagram place (laughs) and it was literally like hammocks. And so I went down there for a week and like ate like fish tacos with my girlfriend and we just chilled. And I remember having a beeper and my agent called me and I had to find a pay phone And I call back and she's like, you got to come back. And I'm like, why? She's like, because they're going to make a scream too. And I'm like, really?
0: Already? Because we didn't know. Yeah.
1: It was just this independent horror movie. And we just thought if we can just be like, make as much money as Leprechaun. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If we can be better than Leprechaun.
1: And then like do good on video. (laughs) Maybe we'll get a direct to video sequel. You know what I'm saying? You know, because Chucky was killing it. We're like, we don't have a little doll, but like, can we? Yeah. So... And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, why do I have to come back? She's like, because, you know, I want you to know, like meet with them. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I didn't even know if I was going to be back. So then I had Kevin's lawyer at the time. And then they can somehow convince them to all. And my part became amazing. Um, and so to answer your question, the first script I ever got with numbers on it, was a script called Titanic, and it was hugely thick, Mm -hmm. and it had all these numbers, and it was such a project that you could not, if you lost your script, they knew what number it was, and you were going to be liable.
2: And that was like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) And the internet at the time, if you remember, this is 97 AOL chat rooms, and like but it's a lot. To scan something and upload it it was a fuckload of work and buffering, so the internet was starting to leak stuff on something called Ain't It Cool News, mm-hmm. and uh, we had gotten three quarters of the script, and we had a red line down it, so people could only read edges of words, and we never got the ending until we were on set, until it was close to when we were filming those scenes. Oh my God. So to your answer, yes, I did not know who the killer was for a while.
0: Oh, my God. So...
1: For Scream 2 or Scream 1? Scream 2. Scream 1, I knew everything. Okay, so you got the full script for the original. Yeah. Oh, fuck. They didn't know. Scream 2, that was rabid. Rabid. People wanted information. They wanted craziness. You have to understand, we went from this little independent horror movie to Nev being on the cover of Rolling Stone mm-hmm. in eight months. And it was every magazine Nev was on the cover of, And Sarah Michelle Gellar. And it was just wild. Tori's Spelling I mean, it was just Heather Graham. It was nuts.
0: Yeah, that that Scream Two is like
1: everybody wanted to be in it.
0: Everyone was in it, even in like the Scream Three, Scream Four. Yeah, you know, Scream the the new Scream. It's there's just it's always just it's like who can be in it. It's like who can get their hands on it because it's it's an honor to be a part of the Ghostface.
1: Like, it's an honor. Like you said, just like in the last movie, it is an honor.
0: It's, it's like, it's, you know, you're a part of that history. But I feel like more so than, I mean, you know, Halloween is, is amazing, obviously. Like, we love Halloween. We love Laurie Strode. But the, the fans around Halloween versus, like, Scream, those are two, like, those, no one's, I feel like no one's, like, going, bending over backwards to be in, like, the next Halloween movie. But everyone's like, I will do anything to be in Scream. Really? That's that's what it feels like. Really? That's what it feels like.
1: So when did that fever start? Because I remember we had Scream 4, Mm -hmm. and it came, and it was good. I like Scream 4. But then it didn't stop. Then there was was 11 years. So... What when when the new one came out, would you say for your generation
0: for? Yeah, when because um, I the newest screen was the only one I've ever saw in theaters, um, which I think I saw it nine times. <laughs> I think I saw it nine times in theaters. Um there Wow. Was, there, there was one theater I went and it, I was completely alone. There's no one, which actually that was the most terrifying one. Mm-hmm. Even though I'd already seen it before. I'm like, I know who dies, I know who lit, whatever. But which I'm still upset by Dewey's oh. Dewey's death. Um I know. I think great. you know, I, I get he someone had to die, I get it. But the way they're like, he's just some some old washed up guy who, you know. I'm like, that's not that's not the Dewey that we know and love. But I get it. I get it. You you had to do it. But mm. no, mm. the way they did it, I was like, I don't entirely agree. But, you know, yeah. it was still good. But no, I was in a theater alone. Yeah, And it was terrifying because the uh, movie theater attendant kept walking in and out of the theater. And I was like, this is actually where I die. This is the next opening to the new Scream movie. It's just me in a theater alone. And I, I just die. This is it.
1: This
0: is it. <laughs> honestly, it was the opening to Scream too. Honestly, he with put Jada yourself Ferguson. in
1: that situation. I was wow. like, "This is where
0: I die. This is it."
1: This is you had your own little fan. Yeah,
0: I was like, "Oh God, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die." Um, uh, what? I feel like everyone always asks, like, "What's your favorite line?" But is there a line that like no one is like that is your favorite that no one is like, eh, "It's not my favorite" in Scream one or two?
1: There's so many good lines. Yeah,
0: I know it's 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 packed.
1: I I think this is a good one, but you know I hope people don't take it the wrong way. But it's like, uh, there's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Yeah, that's a funny line. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, <laughs> th- I mean, I never thought I'd be so happy to be a virgin. It's a good line.
0: Yeah. So did you improv any of those?
1: Um, I improv in the movie the best stuff those. From the script But mm-hmm. um, There's definitely like, Tags of scenes mm-hmm. And stuff I'm trying to think And These rules Are all there I might have added A little bit here and there But no I mean Most of it I did improv But Most of it's the script
0: Yeah okay
1: And um, Cause it was just so good Yeah And when you're A beginning actor You just you People are looking at you scripts? Well yeah And they're looking at you And it's like The camera's still rolling And you know I'm a comedian So I was like I give that moment, and then if they're still rolling, I'm like, I'm assuming they want something, so mm-hmm. then I would blurt out. So there, I think there's a couple of scenes. I think where I said like a really Alicia, and I think I had a oh yes, you a couple that. of zingers. <laughs> I got like one, but for the most part, it was a script. But they did encourage me to to improvise. That's another thing.
0: Um, amazing. What was your favorite scene to shoot out of Scream One and Two?
1: My favorite scene is shoot. Wow.
2: Hmm. And just to tag on to that, what was what was your experience with scene 118, which is like the famous scene the last <laughs> time. Because I it was shot over 3 weeks, so yeah. it's like how how much of that were you there for and did you come and hang cuz I know people were hanging out on set just to watch everybody else filming in certain scenes.
1: There's a lot. These are like this is like a ten answer question. <laughs> um look, this is my favorite scene. Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite scene. There's too many I could tell you. But I would say in Scream Two, I really loved filming with David in our in my speech. I think there was a lot of stuff in that speech mm-hmm. that was really resonated and it's <clears throat> on par with the first one. Yeah. And the first one's incredible. And we shot that UCLA. And it was just so cool to, you know, be in the commissary with him and shooting it. And and a couple of years before that, not a couple, but like five years, before, like six years before that, I was working in a commissary at Villanova, mm-hmm. getting like food plates. And I just remember going, damn, this is pretty cool that I'm like filming at UCLA. Yeah. But 118, there's a lot of stuff I remember. And I would say that, well, I keep thinking about Skeet, because me and Skeet would go back. We would ride together. Everyone would, but he would always, every day we'd eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) We would start the day at 5, and I'm like, we're eating like cheeseburger for breakfast. And I think he had a dog with him, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. I remember that. I remember laying down. Because I had to be dead. And so when the camera was there, I mm-hmm. had to make sure that they saw me. But if not, I got off a lot. And then I remember Nev every day was like, these clothes are getting
2: crustier.
1: And so it was like the clothes were crusty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they
1: started bloody. And then they became, it was like every day, this poor was girl like was just putting on these crusty bloody things for
2: weeks oh my God. and I was like, oh, man.
1: it was a lot I mean she was a real trooper not <laughs> that it's a hard job but it's intense it irritates your yeah. skin and and I just remember that and um and then I remember shooting a lot of running around and I just remember at the at the usually at the end of it I would go and have a glass of whoever was those last people standing I remember Nev used to have amazing wine so we would go and we would have like a glass of wine unwind about the day and then do it all over again that was literally my life for like three weeks doing that scene
0: that's insane yeah. to, to shoot one scene for two days is a lot or even one day sometimes yeah. that's a lot but three weeks the same
1: because it's as you it's know so it was a working set yeah it was a pra- it was it was a practical mm-hmm. so for the tech heads it was not it was not a facade Mm-hmm. And there was so much and there was angles and then the way West does up and he'll surprise you with this shot. It was the angles, the Dutch, you know, the the the, the, the Dutch overs, the split dioptas. It wasn't just following people. And then. You know the the, the 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 kitchen, the blood, mm-hmm. and it was written really well, but it was like and carnage ensues. So there's so like it's
0: like it's they
1: had to like block out each thing and figure out what stunts sh- mm-hmm. uh, squibs. Yeah, at the time, God rest his soul. A couple of years before, Brandon Lee had died on the Crow, mm-hmm. which was made by this company. I think it was by this company. So that was a safety was a big concern. Yeah. Um, uh, you know knives. So it was a lot, and it was. Great thing was we were a small family and everybody knew each other, every department. Mm-hmm. So we took, so we were careful. With it.
0: That's good. That's That That would have been bad if there was another mishap.
1: Yeah, no, it was that incredibly, been... I've never felt like that on the set, but you That's know, I know these things happen. Obviously.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you think that Randy should have died
1: in Scream 2? Ooh. it's <laughs> a big question. Yeah. Do I think... Re- Do I because
0: think? because I feel like Scream 3 was... Like, that's Randy's movie. Like, he's the movie buff, and it's all about the movies. I mean, it's always about... Scream 3? Scream 3, yeah. They have, like, the... the like the. You're they, saying
1: what he predicted.
0: Yeah. But, like... Because they remake everything, and it's more Hollywood stuff, and I'm like, I feel like that's that would be right up his alley, and he would have helped here, everyone out here, more.
1: Here's what I would say. I would say is that... I think that a Bob Weinstein told me that at Scream 4. He said, Killing you was one of the biggest mistakes in my career. <laughs> now, whether he meant that or not, I don't know, but I actually really believed it. <laughs> and I wasn't even going to go to the premiere because at that time I had done Screams and I had done a stuff and I had done yeah. a TV and I was already my own entity from different stuff. And I was like but they're like come to the premiere and so i was like okay i'll go because i i love everybody but i felt like i was literally a spectator and um for him to say that was amazingly made me feel really good and then you know we didn't see it for a while and then i over the pandemic we all did a a zoom call Mm -hmm. and uh Kevin has really brilliant thing. He was like, look, the reason why you love screams because we kill people that you care about. So do I think I should have died the way Kevin says it? Yes. It makes sense. That's why yeah. you care so much about the opening because drew died. Yeah. It wasn't just her death. It was part of you could not disassociate the fact that they just killed drew Barrymore, a big star. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's just not how it works. Yeah. So you're excited. Um, But I do think that, you know, at the time, it was really Nev and Courtney. Mm -hmm. You know that. David was supposed to die, too, in the beginning. Oh, my God. And then they did a little shot with him doing a thumbs up just in case. He tested really well, and rest is history. But And I think when I got shot, I was dead, but they could have won one or two ways in the beginning. Yeah. And I came back. So I think... Probably now, with the fever and the insanity with which it is, I think Randy could have also been very effective if he's always getting fucking shot and stabbed and killed. That or, would have been. But never dies. Yes. And that it's would have funny. Been funny.
0: I think that would have been like a funny, like, God yeah. damn that again. Yes.
1: And like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Because people, I literally am the voice of the audience. Like, I say yeah. what you're thinking, mm-hmm. and that's the character. And people just feel like. If there's a character that's them in the movie, it's Randy. So yeah. they feel like their voice was muted. So in that way, no, I don't think he should die. So I'm split on it. Yeah. But he did.
0: Yeah, he, he did. He, he did. did. He did. It's sad. Mm. He died. I When you were, because um, I know that they always would say like, oh, Roger, um, the voice of... Ghostface um would be like on the phone with you and he'd actually be talking to you, but he'd be saying other stuff, but you'd be saying your lines. What was he saying to you during that Randy's final scene?
1: Roger I was really good because it's funny because you're on a set and everything is like, you know, safe, but you know, you're acting. Yeah. But um Wes still wanted to make you feel like you're I don't know. In the moment, so it was cool. As we shot it at a college in Atlanta, that part of it, half there and half in UCLA. And uh, the first morning they shot some stuff, and the whole afternoon was just me. And so, my parents were visiting me that week, so it was mm-hmm. nice. And um, Wes had Roger there, mm-hmm. and he had him somewhere. Where I didn't know he was. Mm-hmm. So when I'm walking, looking around, I'm actually looking for Roger. Okay. <laughs> and he would say shit about my mother. Oh my god. And my mother was there.
0: Oh god. And
1: then he put my mother on the phone. Oh no. And I'm like, she's not there. He's like, she's here with you. I'm gonna kill your fucking mother. Oh my god. <laughs> and she she would get on the phone. I'm like, are you there? Like I'm thinking, and she's like, Jamie. Like they cut. So I was like so fucking surprised. <laughs> so it was awesome. Um, and then uh, we would rehearse the stunt when I get grabbed in the van, but I didn't know exactly how it was gonna go down. Yeah, so that's what's why it looks like a surprise. So, so he was he would say some stuff in the script, but he would also talk shit about my mother. Oh my god, <laughs> that was really effective.
0: That's terrifying. <laughs> so and you had met him. After the first Scream. or Yeah. Or, you know, okay, because I was like... I love if, him. Like, if, I really love him. He's an amazing person. He, but, like, in my head, I w- it would be really complicated if you, like... Wes was like, you can never interact with the guy who plays Ghost. Well, Re- we
1: didn't really know him. I, yeah. I don't... I don't remember... I think I saw him during the first movie. I mean, forgive me, but, like... And I think he came, and I'm like, who's that? And they're like, that's the guy going to do the voice. It wasn't even Ghostface yeah. at the time because we were just figuring it all out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, what's up, man? And then when he hit, it became such a hit, and mm-hmm. he, he was so iconic. The next yeah. one, he was there a lot more, and he would say stuff. You know, he would call you on the phone or – so he was there. I mean, he was there in the first one, but I feel like he was there a lot more during the second one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, but sometimes, as you know, someone's just going to get an AD reading the lines. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. I can't remember stuff, man. It was 27 years ago, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. And now throughout the years, I've become much more friendly with him. Mm -hmm. And he's got such a vast career of doing different voices Mm -hmm. and he's great. He's, he's a lot like Wes. Wes is a lot like George Lucas Mm -hmm. and Roger's a lot like Wes and George Lucas, where there are these guys that are like these quiet cinephiles really heady, meaning very, very intelligent, mm-hmm. non-emotional, like won't get mad at anything. And then when push comes to shove, they'll film huge explosions or insane stuff. And Roger just turns it on and then he's quiet again.
2: Yeah.
1: And so that's George Lucas, George Lucas is, you know, the millennial falcon's coming down. He's like, all right. Let's go here, here. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's how Wes is. And it's, a, it's, it's beautiful because it calms you down. Yeah, if you anxiety-ridden actor, you know. So Rogers like that. He's very calm. That's good. But that's he plays an insane person.
0: Yeah, he's insane, but like he can actually like bring it down. And that's I've heard that about Wes. Um, that he was just a calming <laughs> presence, but he then was would like be a, like he,
2: more blood, more blood. Yeah, but then yeah.
0: Like, you know. Yeah. Would be like chill. Like what's up, guys?
1: He. I would equate him to like a cinema studies professor tenured in at like Berkeley. You know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. he's that dude who would have the office and the sweater and the glasses and talk about like Godard. Yeah. But he just made these amazing horror movies, but he could do any movie. He oh, could yeah. make Godard movies and he but he was like that. But were there times when he get fucking heated? Yes. But <laughs> rarely, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, he'd be like more black, get it crazy. <laughs> but um it's funny because to me, I he he's probably one of the more calmer people I've worked with, mm-hmm. and I've have stuff that I've seen on sets that I will never tell because I'm fine with it. Yeah. To me, you have to do, but I always talk about this with the people. Now it's like, what's your line? To me, I got to me the fucking movie is everything. Yeah. So it's like Ice Cube said this one time. He was like, "Yo." Something's temporary, but he's like, "Film is forever." I will never forget that on Three Kings, and he's like, "Yo, this shit is gonna be a blockbuster forever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, that <laughs> hit me." So yeah. he's like, "We gotta get this shit." Yeah, and so, and I, and so sets can be crazy. Sets yeah. can be highly emotional. Sets can be wild. Okay, as long as it's un, not unnecessary. Yeah, with just crazy assholes, the creative process is wild. Yeah, so for me you know i've been on a lot of sets that i don't think are crazy but they probably would be crazy to the normal person
0: yeah but to me
1: it's the sandbox again if nothing is illegal or immoral yeah be as wild and as emotional as you are to make something fucking Mm -hmm. great that's my opinion
0: as a a pa i've been screamed at many a times and i when i first was in uh like my first job i got screamed at and i i just i i was like and then it was my first day in Hollywood. Just chill, and then he came back around. And he's like, "That wasn't you. That was me." And I was like, "Oh, everyone's just everyone's just so anxious. Like as anxious as everyone's just so anxious. They want to get it done, but they want to do it well. Or they want to get it done fast. But you know, just get it done and do like, make something that you're proud of. And that's everyone gets excited, but also it's just excited nervousness. And that you have to learn, like, okay, they weren't actually yelling. They just." They have a lot of passion and they just want to get it done and they'll yeah they're just under a lot of stress
1: so yeah so it's like i've i've listen i've had some stories i'll tell you some other time but like i don't mind it i've had work with very powerful people that you would know that have hollered at me because mm-hmm. they're like where's the fucking guy i hired yeah that stunk like i've had very very famous people amazing people say that was not good <laughs> at least they were honest and i was like i go okay what do i but i was i was just like something in me because i was raised with these amazing directors Mm -hmm. that made me feel like i was equal to them so i Mm -hmm. felt like okay yeah i fucked up so how can i never like uh, i was just like okay so tell me what you want to do like i was never scared of line readings i was never scared like Tell me where you want me to go. Like, I'm your bitch. Yeah. And then they would do it. And they, the one thing that's what they liked about me, they said, you're so fucking malleable. dude, mm-hmm. like, you don't take anything personally and you get it done. So, and I, and then they would hug me. Like, that was awesome. And that's what the process is. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're allowed to fight. We're allowed to be upset. We're allowed to laugh. You know, it's like, I don't know. I have a whole belief system on this stuff. So yeah. it's like, again, as long as anything's not illegal yes. or immoral, then it's the creative process.
0: I'm but
1: like readily. you said, you get hollered at unless it's on unna- it, 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 there's a, 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 room, there's a story about a very powerful producer one time that made his assistant drive to Palm Springs, apparently f- to bring him this certain sandwich. Oh my God, he opened the idea. door. It wasn't from the fucking place he wanted drive back and bring it back again. This is, I don't know if it's true and I'm not going to drop names, but, that's what we call unnecessary assholeism.
0: That was my old boss. That was literally like something like that. Happened. Okay, well that's asshole. So, that's yeah, assholeism. 100%.
1: That's <laughs> that's fucking power hungry bitch assism. Yeah. So like that, those types of people need to be checked. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But other than that, if it's just the sun's going down and fucking we're losing light. And we have a hard out, and every time, every hour we go over, it's $200,000. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Tensions rise. It's like, we gotta go. We're like, it's... M- money's on the line yeah we don't
1: but you can't control the fucking sun yeah we got I, <laughs> unfortunately we can't <laughs> helicopters but you know, yeah you get the pilot or he's like i'm a thousand an hour asshole you know like you're that like, type well
0: of and then that's when yeah shit it's yeah. real yeah but yeah
1: but that's okay i'm and so
0: yeah you, it's like everything with the green assault you're like i know that was a personal if it was yeah. you know they'll they'll come duke it out with me later but the yeah. most likely will be like hey man like great working with you like i've Again, I've had so many people scream at me and then come out afterwards and be like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, that was not at you. And I'm like, I know you're good.
2: Go yeah, ahead.
0: I, I got
1: you. <laughs> we are in a very high stress business. If yeah. if everyone could do it, they would. Yeah. So it's like. It's but it's it's kind of interesting because it's I'm trying to stay focused, but like I can look at. TikTokers and no see someone has thirteen million followers. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are, but they're effective. Mm-hmm. They are creating something for an audience that is voracious for them. Yeah, they may film simple TikToks and they may not have any pressure, right? Our business we were raised differently and blah blah blah. Since there was less outlets to distribute stuff, so it was like we're getting the shot. So m- maybe things are a little less tense now. Because of the new generation and new technology where it's like, hey, man, which I do find working with younger creators. It's like, hey, man, we can figure this out. Yeah. But, you know, films and TV were such a thing. It was so precious. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying they're not art now and they're not great. But our eyeballs are being diverted to so many different things Mm -hmm. that maybe it will make people a little more chill. But if you're making anything great, you can get tense.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so going back to Scream really quickly, Um, what is your favorite Scream movie out of all of them? Because I'm, I'm assuming you've you seen all of them. Yeah. Okay. Out of all of them. What well, it's got
1: to be number one.
0: Okay. Well, I mean. I'll-
1: has to be number one. <laughs> Here's my order. Okay. I bet we're, you might, I think we're on the same page. Okay. One, two, five. I, I just lost you. <laughs> Four three, okay. One two five four three. Okay. I know somebody. My agent loves one. Four. Ooh. Five. I, I, three. No. Two three. He has two way down there. Interesting. I know. Um, again one. One actually one two five.
0: One two five. Okay.
1: Four three.
0: Yeah. One two five four three. Where are you at? Um, one two.
2: Four, five, three.
1: Woo! 4 yeah. two, four, four. Five, three. Four is making a come-up. Four? A lot is, of people love four.
2: I
0: when I first saw it, I was like, this is this is amazing. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, okay, it's not the best screen, but I I liked it. I've always liked it. And I'll stand by it's it. It's
1: so good. And it's got, you want to talk about like female empowerment, whether they did it on purpose or not. There's so many young ingenues in that yes. movie. So many different actresses from different walks of pop culture and the beginning kill. And then it was like a fake out of the kill mm-hmm. of the kill. Alison breeze. So funny. Oh,
0: she was hilarious. And
1: it's just a Nev and Corey. It, it's so, and, and, and Kirby um, Hayden, it's, it really is coming up more and more, and Emma Roberts. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many iconic people in that movie. So I see. I have to rewatch, rewatch, watch it. Jesus, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's up there. But one, two, five, four, three. Yeah, and I have to rewatch three again because you just got me excited about it.
0: Yeah, two and three. I haven't like I. I. Everyone's like, oh yeah, two and three. Like you know, those are interchangeable. I'm like ah everyone's either like diehard three or they hate it. And there's like no in between. Like I've talked to a lot of people who are like fans of Scream and they're like, I hate three or like, I love three and they will fight me on it to the death. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's in the series and I'll always, you know, (laughs) vouch for it, but it's not my personal. I think
1: those people like get mad at Courtney's bangs. They're like really weird about her bangs. I mean, that's
0: fair. It wasn't, it was her choice. She did that?
1: I don't know, but whatever. It was her, I mean, the you know hair what? girl, they all did it, whatever it is. But people are like, why did she have bangs? I think literally <laughs> the movie is like about her bangs. People yeah. get really, it's like all you see is the comments. But <laughs> I think I have to watch the movie and not think about the bangs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Jamie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank and you. And it's, again, truly an honor to talk to you about my favorite movie scream and we thank you for being here today
1: well thank you it's cool. really really cool to have me and to be here with you for that's really i'm i'm honored that you have me because i can tell that you're you are the lifeblood of the generation that makes it keep going so thank you of
0: course of course and uh hopefully you're in scream six in some way shape or <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know a voiceover. I'm dead.
1: I'm dead. You? Oh I would, no!
0: Like, cause you did the voice did you, in
1: in five, five. Yeah. What voice did I do?
0: Um, you quiz. Did, oh God! Oh God! Cause uh, quiz. Someone's like, oh, nice house mocker. That was uh, Matthew, and then you said, um, I for oh I got it. What is it?
2: It's something about uh the, the dad. Ooh, he got you. What, what, uh, what the line is uh. Oh, someone's dad is here. Someone's Someone's lame-ass dad. Yes. Yeah. But then for Wes, who said that?
0: You all did,
1: including Rose. Yeah.
2: Wow,
1: you're good. You
0: good. I got you. I got you. I I got the one thing. But you know. But again, thank you. You're amazing. And appreciate you. Guys, we'll see you next time. You can follow us on Instagram at Horror at the Store, and you can follow me as well at KT Hetty.